Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, yeah. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is, youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me. And to take you up to 3 o'clock before we dish things over to the NFL Pro Bowl games. See, that's what's on the schedule coming up after myself. I'm sure a lot of you will be tuned in to Washington Wizards basketball over on our sister station, the Team 980, Bradley Beal making his highly anticipated return to the nation's capital. 3.30 tip-off pregame coverage gets going at 3 o'clock uh, over on the Team 980. Dave Johnson, Glenn Consor get you going with the radio party. Plenty of big-time college basketball uh, was on tap yesterday as well. The Caitlin Clark uh, mania making its way to College Park Xfinity Center last night was just absolutely rocking. If you got to tune in to... My guy Alex Flum last night on game night on DC News Now. I mean, he was out there live in the field getting people's reactions. People were camping out uh, to see Caitlin Clark, and she did not disappoint. Obviously, number three, Iowa, comes in and takes care of business. They knocked down Maryland 93-85. But Caitlin Clark, on her way uh, to being the NCAA's all-time leading scorer, 38 points, 12 assists, 6 rebounds. And I'll be honest with you. Watching the game last night, I'm impressed with that Xfinity Center crowd. I, I really am. I had a really passionate debate and conversation with, with someone I'm close to last night, and they were foolish enough to say, man, why would anyone want to watch college basketball when you can watch professional basketball? I said, huh? Do you not get it? Do you not understand the aura? Do you not understand the the rich tradition and history that exists in college athletics? We got to see UNC versus Duke last night, one of the most storied rivalries in all the sports. So I thought I'd come off the top rope talking to a little college hoops. And it's relevant because Caitlin Clark, unless you've been living under a rock and the Washington Commanders are the only thing you talk about and think about, Caitlin Clark is probably the biggest story right now uh, in all of sports. And if you got to see Caitlin Clark last night, she was doing her best to try to one-up Miss Juju Watkins from USC who went Kanye crazy. Uh, on Friday night, 51 points uh, against number four Stanford. And 
USC able to pick up the dub. So I talked about this a little bit yesterday on CBS Sports Radio. We are in the golden age of women's hoops right now with WNBA free agency uh, in a complete frenzy right now with Caitlin Clark doing what she's doing with Juju Watkins as a freshman, I might add, ladies and gentlemen, scoring the most points this year in a Division I basketball game. So I- I'm going to say this. Women's basketball right now is in a darn good spot. And it really feels like it all started last year with that NCAA tournament run, Angel Reese and LSU uh, doing the damn thing, man. So it's exciting uh, to watch the women's do their thing. On the men's side, not so not so exciting. And I'll be honest with how I feel about Coach Willard's squad right now. Maryland yesterday dropped to 13-9, and 5-6 in the Big Ten. And they match up really well with Michigan State. These are two teams that were had the same record coming into last night or were similar in record coming into last night. And I don't know what it is. For whatever reason, Julian Reese, Juju Reese can't stay out of foul trouble. I saw someone on Twitter alluding to the fact that, well, maybe Juju Reese is being targeted by the officials because his sister is such a prominent name uh, in the athletic universe. And I'm like, well, I hope that's not the case. I hope that's not the case because it's been tough. Another situation where Julian Reese, who's probably the second best player on Maryland, only is able to play 14 minutes last night, and he only scored two points. The Terps lose by nine on the road against Sparty. And I think the more disappointing thing about what happened last night to the Terps, who are now in, like, serious jeopardy of missing the NCAA tournament, unless they go on a run and win the Big Ten tournament, another blown 30-point performance from Jameer Young. I'm sick of seeing it. I feel horrible for the kid. I feel horrible for the kid. He has been in, in a down year, in year two for Kevin Willard. Jameer Young has been, you know, the shining light. And it feels like whenever he has, you know, one of these monster games, it's overshadowed by a loss. If they could have won at least three of the games where he's dropped 30 this year, he should be in legit contention for first-team All-Big Ten, Big Ten Player of the Year, all that. Jameer Young getting a darn bucket right now. And it stinks because every time he goes off, it feels like Maryland loses. Matt out in D.C. wants to talk a little women's college hoops. What's going on, Matt? How you doing? Matt! Hey, Lil. You got to wind your window up, Matt. No, no, no. My windows are up. That's a crazy D.C. driver oh, on. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry, man. How it is. No, no, no. The worst part is I'm in transportation, and all I do is I <laughs> didn't feel like, yeah, you're you're in trouble. You're the danger. Yeah. Um, so uh, I wanted to echo what you're saying about women's uh, college basketball. Right now, it is the best game in town other than the NFL. And the game, you had mentioned this yesterday on your, by the way, I might note, CBS National Radio program yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well done. In, oh, oh yeah. Look, you need a permanent you need a permanent time slot on DC sports radio. Let's kick some of these people off who don't have Please, easy, man. We don't, we don't want to kick anybody off the rotation, man. I appreciate I, I, your flowers though. You man. don't have to say that. You don't have to say that. I will. But because <laughs> the slot's gotta come from somewhere. However, let's get back to the point. Mm-hmm. That game, LSU had what was uh, the LSU University of South uh, Carolina the game, game last, week, yeah, yeah. last weekend was yeah. 
just a spectacular game. It's probably going to be the best game all season. Yeah. It was so – it was just amazing. And then the dominating performance by University of South Carolina to come back in the second half. Right. Shut down Angel Reese. She fouled out toward the end of the game. They just – they were smothering. And it was – and it's what basketball is supposed to be. It's a team sport right. where each player is playing their role as part of a complete set to – enforce their will on the other team. It was just spectacular to watch. For sure, man. I appreciate you calling in as always, my man. I think I talked about it yesterday. That game in particular last week, I was on overtime trying to watch <laughs> as it was going on uh, here in studio, and it was just it was just fun to watch. And I think the one thing that I feel like we're missing when it comes to college basketball and why people are so enamored with the sport these environments, these atmospheres that these young men and women are playing in, it's it's second to none. I was having the argument last night, and y'all know I love the Wizards and talk about the Wizards just as much as anybody in this market. But as much as I love the Wizards, you can't tell me the environment at Cap 1 on a Wednesday night when the Wizards are hosting the damn Detroit Pistons. You can't tell me that environment is better than the environment you can get at Xfinity Center when Maryland is playing a, a high-stakes regular season Big Ten game. You, you just can't tell me that. I'm, I'm, hard, I'm, I'm hard to persuade when it comes to that, man. And I've noticed this since I've gotten to cover the NBA a, a lot more closely over the past two seasons. There is just a culture within the game that's just different. And you should expect it, right? The stakes are a lot higher. Like last night. Last night I'm watching, it was Cle- Cleveland and I forgot who the Cavs were playing last night. I'm trying to pull it up here real quick. It was Cavs and Spurs. And Donovan Mitchell gets ejected because he throws a punch. That doesn't happen in a regular season Big Ten college game because they have only, what, 25, 26 games. The NBA has 82 of these bad boys. The significance of the regular season, to me, it, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Now, obviously, when we have our blue bloods taking on each other and you got, you know, Boston going up against the Lakers or you got uh, the Clippers going up against the Bucks or something like that, it is just really, really difficult. It's just really, really difficult for me to sit and watch a regular season NBA game if there's going to be some big-time college hoops on, man. And this weekend did not disappoint in terms of college hoops. We got you up to speed with what we saw locally this weekend. And if you're a Wizards fan out there, trade deadline coming up uh, on Thursday. And the big hope is that Washington can flip some of the veterans on this roster to get some first-round picks or some second-round picks. They need assets. And the one thing I will say about the NBA draft that I think is eerily similar to the NFL draft, you need as many bites at the apple as possible in order to try to bring in a franchise-altering talent. And the Washington Wizards hopefully are going to be active at Thursday's deadline. And it'll help them select one of the players coming out in this year's draft. And it's amazing, right? At the beginning of the year, the conversation was, there's no clear-cut number one player in the country. Who is going to be the consensus number one pick? Obviously, just like any year, there's going to be a preference. But if you're watching men's college basketball this year, there are a couple of cats that really stand out and would fill a position of need here in our nation's capital for the Wizards. The superstar freshman last night, if you got to watch Tennessee against Kentucky, and Kentucky is 
always a young group. Coach Cal is flipping out 10, 12 players at a time normally with that school. But they got this badass freshman, man. I'll be honest with you. Rob Dillingham is an absolute bucket. And no, I don't like Rob Dillingham because it's close to Willingham, and I know how you people think. The boy is a basket. First of all, he doesn't start. This is what I love. Coach Kyle brings him off the bench like this flamethrower, and they're playing Tennessee. They're hosting Tennessee. Tennessee fifth-ranked in the country. SEC basketball is better than what it's been in the past couple of years, so you got to bring your A game every time you step out on the floor on a Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. In big game, Rob Dillingham, 35 points, 14 to 20 shooting, which is what impresses me the most. The efficiency that this young man is playing with is beyond me. He was six of eight from beyond the arc. And if you beat my man, Jonathan Gavoni on ESPN, he's like the mock draft guru. He's already putting out mock drafts and we're still, you know, three, four months away from the draft. If you watch or listen to Jonathan Gavoni, Rob Dillingham, right now at least, seems like a shoe-in to be a top five pick in this upcoming June's draft. And any team that gets him, you turn on the highlights from last night, you tell me if Rob Dillingham is lacking any sort of confidence or if there's any flaw in his game. Because when you're doing it in the SEC, you could probably do it at the next level. You all know how I get down those. The People Show, tapping with me all show long, one of two ways, MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, wide open, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Plenty to get to here in the next three hours before we dish things over uh, to Pro Bowl coverage here on 106.7 The Fan. When we get back, though, unless you've been living under a rock over the weekend, unless you haven't been outside much or watched the news, the Washington Commanders making some hay when it comes to their offensive coordinator search. we give you the latest next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Just getting rolling. Here on this Sunday afternoon edition of Overtime, you tapped into the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham. We'll take you up to 3 o'clock before we dish things over to our coverage of the Pro Bowl games. If you're on the Team 980, you got Wizards basketball coming up at 3 o'clock. The much-anticipated return of Bradley Beal, and I know that's something 
we'll discuss in detail before we get out of here. Metal Chris is excited because his Phoenix Suns are in town. I know you're excited about that, but I was reading through Twitter, and I, I hope, and it's crazy, right? Chris, I think you were probably in here doing one of my shows probably the night after Brad got traded. You you joined right about that I time. Think so, yeah, it was right around then. It literally... I think it was the day of his introductory press conference in Phoenix because we were playing the yep. clips. Yeah, we were playing clips of like how he was talking, like he didn't like the coaching yeah, here and like culture, whatever. Yeah, and yeah. He didn't have anyone to push him. Uh-huh. I, I, I hear, and, and we ripped him apart for it, by the way. I was, I was probably a little bit mean to Bradley Beal. Now that I've gotten the opportunity to take a step back, decompress, and actually appreciate Brad for a second, I want to give him his flowers before we get out of here, but. Right now, I do want to get you all up to speed on the latest with the Burgundy and Gold. Obviously, big news happening on Thursday afternoon at about 11 a.m. Eastern time. The coaching carousel finally comes to a screeching halt. Washington, the final head coaching vacancy in the National Football League, gets filled. And it's none other than Mr. Hat Backwards himself, Dan Quinn, former defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, now going to be the head man here in D.C., We found out yesterday afternoon, Dan Quinn set to be introduced to the local media tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you keep it locked on the fan. I'm sure Grant and Danny will be rolling that live. Um, But now that the head coach hire has been made, the one thing that my boy Grant Paulson has been echoing to you all, and I agree with him 100%, if you're going to go with a defensive-minded head coach, I think your offensive coordinator is... That much more important. It is a seismic decision, especially considering the fact that most folks anticipate. Now, here's the key word I'm using. Anticipate Washington taking a quarterback number two overall. And we'll discuss the possibilities of that this week, I'm sure, at nauseum. I heard Grant and Danny on Friday, I believe, reacting to Daniel Jeremiah saying that it might not happen. So we will cross that bridge when we get there in terms of uh, whether or not they're going to take a quarterback or not. But, Chris, I thought you wanted to interject with something. But well, I was going to say Ben Johnson, we all thought was going to happen. Well, and that didn't either. So, <laughs> who knows? Do we even need to waste any more airtime on Weenie Hut Jr. himself, Mr. Ben Johnson? And, Chris, I know you got kids, but they're younger. So, they're probably not familiar with SpongeBob. Weenie Hut Jr., anybody out there that's in the youngest in charge, you know when SpongeBob couldn't get into the salty spittoon, he had to take his talents over to Weenie Hut Jr., that's where Ben Johnson needs to go. Give me a break. And I, I told myself I wasn't even going to waste some more time on Ben Johnson because he doesn't deserve our energy, especially after the lying-ass reports that came out yesterday. Chris, I don't know if you saw that. I actually, yeah. got, I actually should read this all out to you all if you haven't seen it. Uh, I'm not sure the DOC brought this up at all or not, but the, the tweets we got yesterday, and I'm trying to make sure I credit the woman properly, uh, Jenna Lane, I believe, from ESPN. And I got it up right here. She covers the Tampa Bay Bucks. This is what she had to say about what she was hearing about Ben Johnson taking his talents back to Winnie Hutt Jr., a.k.a. the Detroit Lions. Was told that Johnson was, quote-unquote, turned off by commander's ownership that they're, quote-unquote, basketball guys and felt they were a little too confident in their football opinions. And I also heard he, quote-unquote, didn't interview well. So, the latter portion of what I just said has already been pretty well documented that he did not interview well. And what do you expect, right? This is a dude talking about Ben Johnson that 
has never been an alpha in his life. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. And this is why I and Chris Russell and Doc Walker, we were in the minority with this. I was always skeptical about Ben Johnson being the head coach here in Washington because, like I continue to say, it's one thing to be a damn good play caller, right? It's one thing to be able to scheme guys open and things of that nature. It's a whole nother can of worms to think that you can be the guy that can stand up and lead a room. And when you're on the same coaching staff as Aaron Glenn, who is a mega alpha, when you're on the same coaching staff as Dan Campbell, who is a mega alpha, when you're Ben Johnson, you don't have to put that trait to use as much. And I think when he went through this interview cycle, he realized, I'm probably not going to get a job. So let me save face and the agent working on his behalf as well, saying, you know what? We're going to pull our name out. That's what you do when you know you're not going to get the job. Imagine if we worked like that in the corporate world. You go in for a job interview and you pull your name out because you feel, you realize you're not going to get it. You probably never get another job. And that's what I opened up with yesterday on CBS Sports Radio, if you got to tap in. After what Ben Johnson pulled this past week, he probably will never get the opportunity to be a head coach in this league. And I know, never say never, you Justin Bieber fans out there. You know what I mean by this, though. You got to strike while the iron's hot. There's only there's only so many opportunities to become a head coach. And during next year's hiring cycle, when there's projected to be another six, seven, eight jobs open, Bobby Slowick is going to be someone that's well-deserving for a job. Mike Vrabel is going to be someone that's deserving for a job. Pete Carroll may try to get back in the National Football League. Uh, Bill Belichick may try to get back in the National Football League, depending on you know, how some of the offensive coordinators perform under these defensive-minded coaches, they might be in line to run their own organization. So Ben Johnson damn sure feels like he missed the boat. But with that being said, Dan Quinn obviously comes here, and that means the offensive coordinator hire is the most significant decision that's probably going to have to be made this offseason, right? So the one thing, the one thing that has had me excited is the word that I'll use is some of the names that have been floated around as potential candidates for Washington's OC job. Now, if you pay attention, Antonio Pierce down with the Las Vegas Raiders, it was reported earlier last week that Chip Kelly, the head coach at UCLA, was you know a real strong candidate to be AP's offensive coordinator. And we found out uh, Friday night, actually, during 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 night, that you know Chip Kelly was no longer in the running to be Vegas's OC and that he was going to be the favorite to get the job here in Washington. And you all exposed yourself and showed how little you know about football by trying to poo-poo on Chip Kelly, the offensive coordinator. Anyone that wants to, you know, degrade Chip Kelly, the head coach, okay, but do so while treading lightly. He inherited a 4-12 and Andy Reid team. They proceeded to go 10-6 and the next two years. Obviously, he runs Deshaun Jackson out of town. He runs Shady McCoy out of town. And there was some difference in opinion. And he had some friction within the locker room. But this is the one thing that I don't get. Winning organizations, great organizations, have friction. I don't want no kiss-ass yes man. I want a coach that's going to that's gonna get put his foot in my ass when I'm not performing up to his uh, standards. That's what we need. That's what we need. You all poo-pooed at Eric Bieniemy for that. Real coaches in the National Football League 
rub guys the wrong way. You got to know which buttons to push. If you don't think Dan Quinn is going to come here and push people's buttons on defense, you don't know Dan Quinn. And we didn't hire Mr. Nice Guy. Come on now, y'all, wake up. But another name that's been floated out there yesterday was USC, or former USC offensive coordinator, Cliff Kingsbury. And when you talk about Cliff and him potentially coming here to D.C., which seems to be a real possibility right now, it really begins to open up the door for Caleb Williams coming here to D.C. And I think for me, if you listened to me last week on the Hoffman Show, there's really nothing I wouldn't give up to acquire Caleb Williams. There's no one on this roster that I would deem untouchable to acquire Caleb Williams. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll pause and take your calls. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. We've heard Chip Kelly and Cliff Kingsbury rumored as potential Washington offensive coordinators. How do you feel about those two names, and do you have a preference between the two? 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Programming note coming up at about 1.15. Our pal Ben Standing of the Athletics had to join us. He'll give us his thoughts and what he's been hearing on who's going to be the next offensive coordinator here in Washington. When we get back, your calls. Plus, we'll let you hear from longtime NFL general manager Randy Mueller. He gave his thoughts on how Cliff Kingsbury would potentially uh, perform as an offensive coordinator in the NFL. That's next on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Listing Lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BCP. So now that we know Dan Quinn is going to be the head coach in Washington, and by the way, he's set to speak to the D.C. media tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you're keeping it locked on 106.7. The fans will probably be airing that live during Grant and Danny tomorrow. But one thing I hope to find out tomorrow during Dan Quinn's introductory press conference is how long is the contract? Because that's a big deal here. That's a major, major deal here. How long does Dan Quinn get to try and potentially turn this thing around? It's going to be very, very, very interesting. 
uh, when we get the actual details of the contract because I think that will lend us lend us some insight and into you know basically how long he's got. Lend us some insight into what type of rebuild this is going to be, how quickly they anticipate this thing to get turned around. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. So my thing is this. We know that Dan Quinn is going to be the next head coach here in Washington. That means your offensive coordinator hire is massive. It's massive. And the one thing that I constantly talk about, which I feel like it's you know, brushed over a little bit. Not only is the offensive coordinator hire going to be crucial, guys. You got to have a pipeline of dudes. You got to have a quarterback's coach that you trust. You got to have a pass game coordinator that you trust because you got to plan. You got to plan for the worst case scenario. What's the old saying? Prepare for the worst, but still praying for the best. If your offense comes out in hums this year, pretty sure whoever the offensive coordinator is, is going to start to get some love for being a potential head coach in the National Football League. What you don't want to have happen is a situation similar to what happened in Philly. And Nick Sirianni is more of a CEO type of head coach, not an offensive mind or defensive mind. He's got chops on both sides of the ball. He didn't have a proper succession plan for his offensive coordinator spot. Shane Steichen was the mad scientist that was pretty much responsible for Jalen Hurts balling out the way he did last year, leading Philadelphia all the way to the Super Bowl. They did not have a good enough plan post-Shane Steichen. And they thought they did what other teams do. They just elevated their quarterbacks, Coach Brian Johnson. He took over as the OC, but it's different. So that's the one worry and concern that I do have moving forward with having a defensive-minded head coach. But on the same token, right, if you had an offensive-minded head coach, I think it'd be a lot similar of a situation. So the two rumored names out there for Washington's OC job, the names that are getting the most buzz and traction right now is Brian Greasy, the quarterback's coach for the San Francisco 49ers, Chip Kelly, the former or head coach right now at UCLA, and Cliff Kingsbury, former Cardinals head coach, former USC offensive coordinator. Of those two options, which one, in your opinion, is more intriguing? Cliff Kingsbury or Chip Kelly? So I mentioned longtime NFL general manager Randy Mueller, former executive of the year. He gave his thoughts on Cliff Kingsbury potentially coming back to the National Football League as an offensive coordinator. Tom Telesco, their new GM, and I worked for him for years with the Chargers, wasn't always concerned with size and power, but was more of a, I'm okay with small guys if they can run. That is Cliff's, that, that is really in a nutshell, the offense and what Cliff has had in his history as well. Smaller, fast receivers, um, smaller in, in all regards to stature across the front line. Um, so maybe that connection with Telesco in, in philosophy yeah. Makes that easier to swallow. I don't know. I, I think it's a it's probably a pretty good hire for them because they will be wide open and spread. But you mentioned a good point. And is Patrick Graham still the defensive coordinator? By the way, 
I think he is. Yeah, I know he's he was probably inter- the one that's not person. loving it. He's probably the one guy that's not loving it, like you said, because the time of possession will definitely favor the opposing team because of the way Cliff handles it. Much like Chip Kelly's offense, their time of possession, and that's the main reason why it didn't work in the NFL either. They didn't possess the ball long enough to ever give their defense a break, and and the complimentary football just wasn't there because the the uh, possessions get reduced down to where six or eight possessions in a game is all we get. And we can't screw things up, you know, so that that leads off to a whole nother set of dynamics. So I think he'd be a good fit. Talking about Chip or Cliff here in Washington. You got a defensive minded head coach. And the one thing that I don't like about what Randy Mueller said, you're acting like these dudes haven't learned from their time in the NFL. Who the hell goes through something and comes back just as stupid? I mean, I'm being honest when I ask you that. I'd love to hear Randy Mueller. <laughs> Metal Chris is pointing to himself behind the glass. We're different cats because I do the same thing. But it's different, though, when we're talking about the work setting and the work environment. That's like me, right, started hosting about a year and a half, two years ago. That's like me being the same host now that I was a year and a half, two years ago. It just doesn't work like that. Guys are smart. I think Randy, I understand Randy's concerns, right? But give them the benefit of the doubt. Who the hell goes through this life? not making any type of improvements on themselves. That's my thing. Andy is in Sterling. What's going on, Andy? Hey, Linnell, the man, the myth, the legend. What's going on, my man? Good, How are you? Good talking with you, man. Hey, man, uh, first of all, before I make my comment as to who should be the next OC, uh, you had a previous caller singing your praises. You know what? That guy was absolutely right. If a fan is smart, they will make you a primetime host of your own show. Nobody else, no co-host, no nothing and make you the number one man. You and the Rooster are my two favorite talents, and you two are the only ones that could go national on the entire fan. Yeah, man. Anyway, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for being probably the first host that I heard on the fan singing the praises of uh, our new head coach. Everybody else was was talking about him like he was a redheaded stepchild, (laughs) uh, downgrading his talents, saying he was – uh, Ron Rivera, part two. And, and for the life of me, anybody who's watched football for the past 10, 15 years had to know better than that. Right. Uh, sometimes these guys, these hosts, become so enamored with the next hot shot assistant coming up that they, they totally forget about the guy who's been around, has actually been to the Super Bowl, has had on-job experience, and they totally ignore that. Anyway, as far as the OC, man, uh, if I had a choice, I'd go with Chip Kelly. He's got major, uh, uh, major college experience. He's got NFL experience. He, uh, he can be a hard ass. He holds everybody accountable. Yeah. My concern with Cliff uh, Kingsbury is uh, at times I thought he'd let Kyler Murray get away with too much. Mm. Um, That's very interesting, Andy, and it's, not, it's something that not a lot of people talk about. That dynamic, like Kyler, you know what I call Kyler, Andy? He's the $200 that, million dollar man baby. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I agree with that. No, uh, let me ask you this uh, before I hang up, bud. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were the commander's uh, ownership, uh, you know, the, the, the experts, mm-hmm. would you be willing to move up in a draft to get Caleb Williams, or would you be willing to trade yeah. back to get more picks? Are you saying which one I prefer, or would I be open to either? Uh, which would you prefer? Ooh, Andy, I'm going to answer you off the air. I appreciate you. Singing the praises as always, my friend. Keep tapping in. That's tough. That's very tough. Because if you listened to me last week on the Hoffman Show, 
I join every week for Overreaction Tuesday. Um, that was one of my big overreactions for the week. I began to watch the tape on these college quarterbacks and these offensive tackles. After watching Caleb Williams, it's probably nothing. There's no asset on this team that I wouldn't be willing to part ways with in order to acquire his services, which is why for me, if I had to choose between Chip Kelly and Cliff Kingsbury, whichever one is going to help me get Caleb Williams here in D.C., that's the one that I got to go with. We'll continue to take your calls. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lister lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We know Dan Quinn set to be the next head coach here in Washington. His offensive coordinator hire, though, is going to be massive. The two big names out there being reported and tied to Washington is UCLA head coach Cliff, excuse me, Chip Kelly, and former USC offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury. Of those two names, which one moves the needle for you? That's next here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Just getting rolling here on this Sunday afternoon edition of Overtime. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking up to 3 o'clock before we dish the rock to our coverage of the NFL's Pro Bowl games. That's right here on The Fan. Over on the Team 980, the highly anticipated return of Bradley Beal. He makes his return to Cap One Arena here this afternoon. It's something we were talking about at the top of the show. What type of reception do we expect one Bradley Beal to get? Because I know I was probably his harshest critic when he robbed the bank last summer. And obviously, he didn't actually rob a bank, people. But a guy of his caliber getting a no-trade clause and being the highest-paid player in basketball is honestly a travesty. It just I mean, is. You just don't see that outside of college football. You just don't. <laughs> You're funny, Metal Chris. But no, I'm excited to see Bradley Bill this afternoon. I probably won't head over uh, to cap one after the show. But cheer Bradley Bill on. Cheer Bradley Beal on. Understand what he did for this franchise. Understand that Bradley Beal, John Wall, come on. Those are my childhood heroes. So I won't boo Bradley Beal, but I still am upset that he, he robbed the bank. That, that's it. That's all. We got Ben Standing joining the program coming up at about 1.15. He'll give us the latest on the Washington Commanders offensive coordinator search. Want to continue to take your calls, though. one 800 636 1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Now that we know Dan Quinn, officially the head coach here in Washington, he's set to be introduced to the local media tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. The most important hire post-Dan Quinn now becomes who's going to be the offensive coordinator here in Washington. And if you've been paying attention and reading the tea leaves here nationally, two names out there that continue to garner the most traction when it comes to this Washington job, UCLA head coach Chip Kelly and former Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Now, both of those two are damn good candidates, despite what Commander's Twitter says. And we all know how I feel about Commander's Twitter. Just the most toxic cesspool that exists in all the D.C. sports. Some of you all out there are bat bleep crazy. 
if you think, if you think that, and this is what people got upset about when I tweeted it Thursday night when Chip's name was first rumored, if you're going to poo-poo on the combination of Chip Kelly and Jaden Daniels potentially ushering this franchise into the future, what the hell do you know about football? And I don't mean to come off as some guy that's smarter than the rest of you. Yes, I am. But if you're going to poo-poo on Chip Kelly and Jaden Daniels, then what do you know? Anthony is out in D.C. What's going on, Anthony? Anthony must be in the farmer's market, man. <laughs> Anthony, call back if you realize what happened. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Chris, we got some audio from Friday night at 106.7, the fan versus the team 989. Defensive tackle John Allen uh, took the stage and was asked some pretty hard-pressing questions, including what John Allen would do at number two overall for the Washington Commanders. Who should they pick your team at number two overall? You're a college football fan. Yeah. You're the general manager. You're on the clock. Who do you pick? That depends. Am I going to it knowing that Sam's my guy or Sam's not the guy? Because that determines who. Well, you answer that question. Well, you know I can't <laughs> answer that question. So you, you right, have so to tell I'll me. So I'll answer it for you. Sam's not the guy. If, if, as a GM, in my opinion, now I'm a D tackle. So what do I know? If you're moving forward as if Sam's not the guy, in my opinion, you go out there and you get the best available quarterback. Now, I don't break down the film. I don't watch all the stuff. I would go up and try to get Caleb Williams. If he's as generational as everybody said. But again, I don't break the film. I haven't interviewed him. I haven't talked to him. So that'll be my guess right Good now. selection. John Allen, put on your GM hat. Hopefully he took off that damn do-rag so he put on the GM hat. But no, John Allen knows what he's talking about. John Allen for sure knows what he's talking about. Later tonight, before the clock strikes midnight, I'll drop my top five quarterbacks in the 2023 draft or 2024 draft, and I'll drop my top five offensive tackle prospects uh, in the 2024 draft as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP uh, to get that information. But I think it's very interesting the question that Coach Sheehan even posed. I think it was a, it was a messy question, and I give him credit for it. But that's what I want to talk about here moving forward. I think there's this assumption, right, that Washington is going to move on from Sam Howell. And I've been trying to warn you all about this for a little bit, for a while now, right? Adam Peters, I'm sure, hasn't grinded the tape yet. Dan Quinn hasn't grinded the tape yet. Hell, we don't even have an offensive coordinator. So if you all think that a decision has been made on Sam Howe and whether or not he's going to be the future here in D.C., you clearly, once again, are showing that you don't understand how the National Football League works. Because like I continue to say, you got to be Beyonce crazy in love to select a quarterback number two overall. It can't be one of these high school flings where you're messing around with the other kid and where you're not walking baby girl to class, you got to be on your knees damn near to draft a quarterback number two overall. You have to have no doubts, no reservations that he can be the guy to usher you into the future. So with that being said, we don't know 
how Washington feels about Jaden Daniels. We don't know how Washington feels about Caleb Williams or Drake May or your favorite top quarterback prospects. See, we make this assumption that things are going to happen. And I hope after this Ben Johnson situation that just unfolded, we stop making assumptions because it makes an ass out of you and me. Ricardo out in D.C., what's going on? Hey, good afternoon, Linnell, the rising star of the rising star. You the yeah, man. But look, um, yes, sir. Uh, you talk about the, uh, I know we talk about women's college basketball, and mm-hmm. I might have to disagree with you in one of the other calls. I, I like women's college basketball. My my niece was actually all-met player of the year, two-time city champion, uh, Elizabeth Seaton. Elizabeth Seaton. Okay. Back in the 90s. Yeah, she, she's older than you. Uh, she might not remember. But anyway, I've been watching women's basketball for a while. It's just not above the NBA, though. Not at all. And I know no, no, you no, no, saying. No. Ricardo, uh, Ricardo, I'm not. This, just, this is the argument I had with my brother last night. I'm not saying it's above the NBA, Ricardo. I'm, the example okay. I gave, I'd rather watch a high stakes women's college basketball regular season game than Wizards and Pistons. Okay, no, of course. Well, of course, that. But, look, now you say you don't watch a lot of regular season NBA games, then you miss uh, MB scoring 70. You yes. miss Luka Doncic scoring 73. You miss yes. uh, 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 Steph, uh, Steph Curry, Curry scoring 60, mm-hmm. 60 in a double overtime. What are we talking about here? I hear you. But, anyway, uh, I, hear you. I, no, hear you. I have to disagree. NBA is still much better. I don't watch as much college basketball until the uh, NCAAs. And same thing for women's. Uh, I just don't watch as much. It's, just, it's, it's not as appealing to me. But that's just my humble opinion. Now, going on to uh, offensive coordinator, I don't know. I'm going to leave it up to you and a lot of the experts that, you know, it says between maybe Chip Kelly and Kingsbury. By the line, we just need somebody that can, can be innovative with the offense and uh, – Let's just see what happens, but uh, I don't I don't know what to call on that. Uh, uh, what, what's your What's your favorite on that? Well, I appreciate the call, Ricardo. I, I've been saying it all show, man. I would <laughs> let me let me let me put it this way, so I can say it with as much conviction as possible. There is not a asset I wouldn't be willing to part with in order to acquire Caleb Williams. And I understand we throw the term generational talent around all the time. But when you cut on the tape and watch what he did this past year at USC, and don't even focus too much on this year because the offensive line was battered. He was running for his life the entirety of the time. That Heisman campaign that he had last year, it doesn't get much better under center uh, at the collegiate level than what Caleb Williams did last year. He's a special talent. I see my man Rocky Pinnock tweet at me. What's going on, Rocky? The one thing Rocky's saying is what everyone's saying. The talent is there, but we're worried about the other distractions. Look, we can't let our past failures stop us from, from, from walking with a big stick. We can't stop our past failures, right, from stopping us from drafting a local kid. It has the potential to be one of the best stories in all the National Football League next year if Caleb Williams, former Heisman Trophy winner, hometown kid, returns to a franchise that's been starving for an answer at quarterback, and he takes us to the promised land, you can't write a better script than that. As I mentioned, coming up at about 1.15, our pal Ben Standick, who covers the commanders for the Athletic, he's set to join the program. We'll ask him his thoughts on the offensive coordinator search, plus would he be willing to trade up for Caleb Williams? I want to take your calls on that next. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. With Washington... 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.